Hi guys, I'm Jay Petner, a personal trainer, a positive thinker and your host of Use Your Voice podcast. Welcome back if you've listened before and if you're new here, a huge welcome. I hope you all enjoy. On today's episode, I'll be talking about anxiety, depression and self-love and how we can take little steps and make small changes in our daily life to help reduce these. I believe that we all have the ability to feel a little bit better when we are positively thinking, increasing our daily activity and being kind to ourselves and being mindful of the things that we tell ourselves every single day. I have got to say that I'm not a professional in any way in mental health but I'm sharing this information with you as it's something I've researched and parts of it I've experienced myself. I definitely think that these subjects need to be spoken about more often because the state of your mental health affects how you think, feel and how you act. It's crucial that we express our our feelings and emotions with others on a daily basis. By talking about mental health openly, more people can be encouraged to seek professional help. So during this episode, I'm going to share information, helping understand more about anxiety, depression and self-love and certain things that have helped me and others. I'm doing this in the hope that anyone can benefit from this podcast and take something positive away from this episode. So I'll jump straight into it. How common mental health problems are. So a study shows that one in four people will experience a mental health problem of some kind each year in England. One in six people report experiencing common mental health problem like anxiety and depression in any given week in England. So mixed anxiety and depression is 8 in 100 people. Generalised anxiety disorder, 6 in 100 people. Post-traumatic stress disorder, known as PTSD, 4 in 100 people. Depression, 3 in 100 people. Phobias, 2 in 100 people. Obsessive compulsive disorder, also known as OCD, 1 in 100 people. So the exact cause of generalised anxiety disorder is not fully understood. However, research has suggested that these things may play a role. So overactivity in areas of the brain involved in emotions and behaviour. An imbalance of the brain chemicals serotonin and noradrenaline. Sorry, I can't say that which are involved in the control and regulations of the mood. The genes you inherit from your parents, so you're estimated to be five times more likely to develop generalised anxiety disorder if you have a close relative with the condition. Having a history of stressful or traumatic experiences, such as domestic violence, child abuse or bullying. However, most people develop generalised anxiety disorder for no apparent reason. Here is a list of symptoms of generalised anxiety disorder in case you are unaware of them. Symptoms include difficulty concentrating, difficulty sleeping, fatigue and exhaustion, muscle tension, repeated stomach aches or diarrhoea, sweaty palms, shaking or rapid heartbeat. Anxiety can be experienced in lots of different ways. So I'll go through a list now with different types of anxieties explaining what they are just in case you're unaware. Generalised anxiety disorder. This means having regular or uncontrollable worries about many different things in your everyday life. 
social anxiety disorder. If you are given this diagnosis, this means you experience extreme fear or anxiety triggered by social situations, such as parties, workplaces, or everyday situations where you have to talk to another person. It is also known as social phobia. Panic disorder. This means having regular or frequent panic attacks without a clear cause or trigger. So experiencing panic disorder can mean that you feel constantly afraid or having a panic attack to the point that this fear itself can trigger your panic attacks. Phobias. A phobia is an extreme fear of anxiety triggered by a particular situation, such as going outside or a particular object such as spiders. Post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD. This is this is a diagnosis that you may be given if you develop anxiety problems after going through a traumatic event. PTSD can involve experiencing flashbacks or nightmares, which can feel like you're reliving all of the fear and anxiety you experienced at the time of the traumatic event. Obsessive compulsive disorder, also known as OCD. You might be given this diagnosis if you have anxiety problems involving having repetitive thoughts, behaviours or urges. Health anxiety. This means that you experience obsessions and compulsions relating to illnesses, including researching symptoms or checking to see if you have them. It is related to OCD. Now, I didn't know that was one until today. Body dysmorphic disorder. This means that you experience obsessions and and compulsions relating to your physical appearance. Prenatal anxiety or prenatal OCD. So some people develop anxiety problems during pregnancy or in the first year after giving birth. Now, if you can relate to one or more of these things, please, please do not self-diagnose yourself. Like I said, I am not a professional in any way in mental health. These are just things I have researched or I have experienced some of these myself. So if you are worried that you might have anxiety or depression, please speak to a professional or call your GP for an appointment. Please don't feel scared if you do suffer from anxiety or depression. There are also many things that you can do to help, such as exercise regularly, do activities such as running, walking, swimming or yoga. This also helps you to relax. Also cutting down the amount of caffeine that you drink. Surrounding yourself with the right positive company and support. I can't stress how important this is to have the right people around you. And this really does affect how you feel and how you treat others. Changing small things that you tell yourself. So try changing maybe three negative things that you tell yourself to three positive things about yourself. But do this daily. This has really helped me in the past and I think it might work. Try talking about your feelings to a friend, a family member, a health professional or a counsellor. Or try using calming breathing exercises. Also remember to eat a healthy balanced diet with with regular meals to help your energy levels keep stable. But please do not try to do everything at once. Set small targets that you can easily achieve. Do not focus on things that you cannot change, for example, the past. 
focus your time and energy into helping yourself feel better and working on yourself at this moment in time. Try not to avoid situations that make you feel anxious. It's always good to jump out your comfort zone. Although it might not be easy, and it's, but it's definitely worth it afterwards. By doing this and maybe going to a public event for even 10 minutes or speaking to a new person, you begin to retrain your brain and your nervous system and, and teach your brain that you can survive in these social situations and it can help you build your confidence. In a way, it's like working out a muscle that you're progressively lifting a heavier weight. Your nervous system learns that you're not going to die in this situation and that you can overcome it. And remember, confidence is a skill that you can learn. Try not to tell yourself that you are alone. Most people experience anxiety or fear at some point in their life. So always remember that there are people around you to help and talk to and you are not alone. You are strong for reaching out for any help. Try not to use alcohol, cigarettes, gambling or drugs to relieve anxiety as this can contribute to poor mental health. Rather than criticising yourself, try to practice self-compassion. The times where you are struggling are often when you need to practice self-compassion the most. Think about the way that that you would talk to a good friend who is struggling with anxiety and then apply these same statements to yourself. In addition, engage in some compassionate self-care activities such as taking a warm bath or making your favourite meal or reading a book that you enjoy or getting some fresh air. That's always a good help. Self-compassion entails being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we suffer or fail or feel inadequate. Rather than ignoring our pain and feeding ourselves of criticism, it's important that you are kind to yourself, especially during these difficult times. And always remember that you are not alone and that things, when things get tough, remember that you are even tougher. Life is hard sometimes, but if it was all easy going, we wouldn't be able to learn and grow from the bad experiences we go through. I believe that you can either take a positive or a negative from, from many, if not all, situations. It's all about how you look at the situation, and there is always something new you can learn from everything that you are faced with. Even if you fail, this isn't a negative. Failure is a wonderful thing, and you can use it to learn and improve on things the next time you try them. Little steps is better than no steps. I'm not sure if you remember, but there was a story about a tortoise and a hare. I mean, I know it's a kid's book, but I personally think it's very true that slow and steady wins the race. Take your time, do things in your own time, and don't compare yourself to others. We all have our own timeline, and all our journeys are different. Comparing yourself to others will only slow your progress down, so focus on you and work on becoming the best version of yourself. So I'll move on to self-love now, but before a person is able to practice it, first we must understand what it means. Self-love is a state of 
of appreciation of oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, physiological and spiritual growth. It means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. It means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. So for starters, talking to and about yourself with love, prioritising yourself, giving yourself a break from self-judgement, trusting yourself, being true to yourself, being nice to yourself, setting healthy boundaries and forgiving yourself when you aren't being true or nice to yourself. For many people, self-love is another way to say self-care. To practice self-care, we often need to go back to the basics and learn and listen to our bodies. Take a break from work and move and stretch if you need to. Put your phone down and connect to, to yourself and others or do something creative, this also helps. Eating healthily but not forgetting to indulge in your favourite foods every now and then. Self-love means accepting yourself as you are in this very moment for everything that you are. It means accepting your emotions for what they are and putting your physical, emotional and mental well-being first. Other ways to practice self-love include becoming mindful. So people who have more self-love tend to know what they think, feel and want. Taking actions based on need rather than want. So by staying focused on what you need, you turn away from automatic behaviour patterns that turn in that get you into trouble, get you stuck in the past and lessen your self-love. So making room for healthy habits. So start truly caring for yourself by mirroring that into what you eat, your exercise and what you spend your time doing. So do stuff not to get it done or not because you have to, but because you care about you. Finally, to practice self-love, start by being kind, patient and gentle and compassionate to yourself. The way that you would do with someone else that you care about. Also try either writing down or saying out loud how you feel. This allows us to get our feelings out and it allows our brains to begin to understand how we actually feel and that we can work on this. I found this very helpful when struggling to come to terms with how I felt. I begin to wrap this up as I think I've managed to cover the importance of the topics I wanted to speak about today. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode and if you have just let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback and I'd love to hear if this has helped in any way. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and you have a lovely evening whatever your plans are but remember use your voice. You never know just how much your voice has an impact on those around you. So speak up about what you believe in Bye guys, stay safe.